What up, Buzz? You tapped in? Okay, Goose, you tapped in too? All right, Chicago, y'all tapped in? All right, boys, let's crack em. Feel like Mike in the fourth with the ball in my hands and I'm taking a shot. I'm the king in the madhouse on Madison, whether I make it or not. Now the crowd going crazy, they watching the play and I'm watching the clock. Got my shot in the air and the buzzer go off and I'm watching it drop. This team did things, MJ shot city, six rings, D-Rose too big, too fast, too strong, history, and we good on that, put Jill on the track and we good on wax. Three, two, one, everybody say bulls on tap, bulls on tap, our city pretty and gritty, Benny the bull in the crowd getting hyper and litty, me I'm so drippy and slippery, nothing offends me, banners on banners we winners, we got the stats in the news, go and subscribe, hang out with Buzzy and Goose, tapping with us we the truth, Jilla just murdered the booth. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Bulls on Tap. I am your boy Buzz. I'm joined by my dude Goose, aka Bulls Scripted, and we are here to recap a Chicago Bulls victory, 107 to 94. Before we do that, be sure to go on tapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Bulls on Tap at on Tap Sportsnet. Following Goose at Bulls Scripted and me at Buzz on Tap. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us five star rating and review because that's cool and tough. Also. If you're watching on Facebook or Twitter, please go to the YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube channel on Tap Sportsnet. Hop into the comment section with us. Let's talk some shit. Let's talk about this Bulls victory. Also, if you'd like to bet, go to betrivers.com. Use promo code on tap. Your first $250 deposit, Bet Rivers will match that if you use the promo code on tap. That's $500 that would be in your account. That's a gift from Goose and I to you. So go to betrivers.com. Use promo code on tap. I held that sneeze in, man. It, it was like it was like that close to happening there. I held it in this time. I'm proud of you. You want to know why you should be proud of me? Why? Because I totally kicked out my camera and my mic while we were doing our countdown, and I and I got back on be, be, before you went live by yourself. That's good. Thank you. That's good. I, I didn't want to go solo tonight. I did not. I didn't want to do that. So Bulls win this one, 107 to 94. I want to talk about how they started the game. Uh, that was from nine straight points from Nikola Vucevic. They really went through him to start the game. Zach and DeMar struggled until kind of second half, more so fourth quarter, DeMar came alive. But the offense in the first ran through uh, Nikola Vucevic. Well, and Adam loves to share the stat of uh, when Vuce has four or five plus assists. The Bulls are 18 and nine, now 19 and nine with tonight's victory. Um, so maybe that's something the Bulls should do more. You think that, you know, maybe, I, I mean, it didn't take the first 70 fucking games to learn that that might be a good idea. Um, but no, when Vooch started off like this, listen, we we've seen him have some bad shooting nights to start off games and, and the touch wasn't there. So I'm not going to say that they, the Bulls have not really attempted that during the season. Cause I think you could admit and as well as I could, they have sometimes it doesn't work, but I'll tell you what he, he had, you know, a long guy in Porzingis on him, and then off the bench, Gafford got on him. And Vooch, it didn't really matter. He got his in the first to really set the tone for this team. He finishes with 27 points on 12 of 19 shooting, two for five from downtown. 27 points, five boards, four assists, one steal. No, I mean, two for five from downtown isn't great, but when you do so well at everything else, you kind of forget about that. And I do think that is uh, – at fault of the scheme in a way because you do use him on the perimeter a lot more than you do in the post. Right. Uh, to try to get Zach and DeMar theirs. Um, and when you use him in the post 
to score and draw doubles and then become your facilitating hub because we don't have a true point guard right now. Um, you know, I, I think the way this team set up, Vooch might be your best passer, your, your best option to get everybody involved. And we need to see a better mix of, you know, pick and pop as opposed to getting him down in the post and letting him be that facilitator. Well, yeah, I agree with that wholeheartedly because you could do that in the high post. You could do it down the low post with Vooch. He's a threat to pull up from mid. As he's backing down his defender in the paint, you could have guys cutting or on the perimeter that opens it up for Vooch to make those passes or just do what he did in the first. Take it himself. He had 20 points in the first half. He had 27 through three. I don't think he scored in the fourth. But, I mean, that's all right. We didn't, You know, it, it didn't have to come down to that at that point. But he really set the tone for the Bulls. Huge for him tonight. Absolutely huge. And one thing I loved about it the most, the Bulls had 26 team assists tonight. But I felt like at one point in the game, it wasn't like iso ball nonsense. Zach couldn't even do that. DeMar tried to start that off a little bit in the second, for the end of the first, second uh, quarter. And it wasn't working. So everybody was kind of sharing the sugar and spreading the wealth a little bit tonight. And I, I really like to see that out of the Bulls, especially when they needed to pick up this win. No, I mean, in terms of things that we talked about last night, uh, outside of Pat getting more minutes and kind of maybe throwing him in there uh, as a starter just to shake things up here, um, well, we talked about the need for more ball movement. And we had that tonight. We had more intensity for most of the game. Obviously, we had some lapses. This game was probably closer than it should have been. Um, I do have to say, I think the Wizards will be a really interesting team once Beal is healthy again. They have a lot of young talent over there. They've got a lot of young talent, and I think Porzingis probably fits. I think this is one of those odd trades in the NBA where Dallas and Washington both won. Yeah. Um, because Spencer, type deal. Spencer and uh, Bertons have been doing great for uh, Luca out them and uh, and for the Mavericks. Yeah. Um, but also uh, the fit for Zinger with Beal once healthy, uh, and then you got somebody like Hachimura and Abdia and Kisper and like Gafford. You know, somebody we kind of gifted them since we're not really using Troy Brown anymore. <laughs> right. Um, right. I, I miss you, Daniel. I uh, just want to throw that out there. We all do. Um, I know Vooch kind of made you look like not somebody that we should miss tonight, but um, still miss you. I I thought Tristan played well tonight, too, in his minutes, man. I, I thought Tristan came in and did pretty well in his 17 minutes. He scored four points, two for three, but, I mean, he did what he had to do out there. and He gave he played the perfect role for his role-playing role. It was just it was a good game from him all around. You brought up Patrick Williams, and the reason I want to get to that right away <laughs> the reason I want to get to that right away, our boy Chai Sports fan in the comments, I love Nikola Vucevic. You say that shit last night? I don't think he did. <laughs> I can't remember. I got to go look back. But um, Patrick Williams tonight, um, even though he was only two for five, six points, did have seven rebounds. So kudos to you. Because you asked me, is he going to help the rebounding? I said no, because I was fucking pissed off. And, you know, I kind of believed it, too, because he's not really a strong rebounder. No, he hu- he hustled tonight. He hustled tonight. He did some really good things out there. I know it doesn't really translate and show too much in the box score. Played some good defense. Got his hands in the passing lane a little bit here and there. His first basket of the game was absolutely amazing. Drive baseline. Got up there. Put the ball in. It was an and one. one. Yeah, it was the and one. Uh, Patrick Williams looked pretty good tonight. Um, he was challenged, and and you yeah, saw that say. today in the media. It, and we had talked about that last night. I don't think was that out last night. No, no, that came out today. That okay, was so we, that I believe Joe dropped today. 
Okay, because I couldn't remember if we had talked about it last night. I know we talked about Pat, but I couldn't remember if we talked about this. So if you don't know what we're talking about and you're listening to this right now, basically Billy Donovan, in a nutshell, said that Patrick is going to have to be more aggressive. He's got to earn his minutes. That's something he's going to have to do. I mean, am I right on that? I mean, that's from kind of what I got gathered from reading it. Last night we had kind of like a preface that, you know, Billy kind of tiptoed around it. Pat might not be full. And then after the media talked to Pat last night and all indications from Pat were that he's full go and Billy's not giving him more minutes today when it was rebrought up, Billy ultimately said, um, I'm not in the business of gifting minutes. Um, they have to be earned. Um, and it's, it is a true statement, you know, <laughs> that was an epic shot. Boo. Um, so in, Like you were saying, Pat responded to Billy's regards. Billy threw down the gauntlet and said, if you want it, you have to take it. I'm not going to give it to you. I don't owe you anything. I didn't draft you fourth overall. I'm coaching to get into the playoffs and get this team playing right. If you want to be a part of that, you got to show me. Uh, I'm not being the fourth pick means absolutely nothing to Billy for this team right now. And we we touched on that a lot before we got Pat back of, what was going to happen? Are you even going to see him as a starter right. for the rest of the season? And all indications right now, everybody would love to see that be the outcome, but he's going to have to take it convincingly. Right. And, and you know, again, I'm, I'm just glad that he got to his 25-minute cap tonight. He played good basketball. But it, it shows you – or I don't know if it shows you because Javante would have done this either way. But Javante Green, four for four, one for one from the free throw line. Nine points, two boards, two steals in his 13 minutes tonight. And he had a couple thunder dunks, man. You know, those two on the court together was pretty fun at one point tonight. Uh, I, I really enjoyed watching Javante and Pat, a motivated, it seemed, Pat, not motivated, but I, I don't want to say Patrick Williams isn't motivated. I don't know what, what word am I searching for. Like, he's just maybe I mean, woken up. I, I, hope, maybe? I, I genuinely hope it's motivation and not just motor and makeup and all that intangible that you can't change. Cause because I don't want to motivation. Yeah. If it's because he was drafted fourth, was given the starting spot, felt like he was, you know, going to be given everything and maybe he's a little salty or something. Um, and that's why he's kind of like, well, what the hell? And now the gauntlet has been dropped and he's going to bring it. Cool. Um, obviously we don't know the, the background situation, but you had Billy saying one thing like, Hey, yeah, you know, working him in slow. He's not really fully back up to speed. And then you talk to Pat five minutes later and he's like, nah, man, I'm, I'm full go. I'm, I'm ready. Uh, as many minutes as Billy wants me to play, I'm ready to play. Right. And th- that conflicting information led to the conversation Billy had today, um, which he didn't get to tiptoe around, and Billy's usually not a tiptoer. Um, so we, we did see Pat respond, and hopefully, uh, given the minutes now, we, we see him continue to earn it because, like you said, in less minutes tonight, Javante did some pretty good things too. Right, absolutely. I mean, and they both add their own, you know, uh, skill set to the team, obviously. Obviously, you know, Patrick Williams is a fucking top five NBA draft pick a year removed, you know, but it, again, when they played together tonight, I thought they did real well. The bench in general. Did really great tonight. I want to throw that out there. They had 28 points tonight. Um, Kobe actually hit some threes. Yeah, four for nine for Kobe. He did finish with nine points, five assists, four boards, uh, and he had only two turnovers tonight. He was plus 18, if you if you dig that thing. The only bull that was uh, 
was negative in the plus minus tonight was Zach. Uh, Zach had a rough game, and you could tell that knee was bothering him. He was questionable. Uh, they said that this morning. Uh, he ended up playing the game. Um, now, I don't want to get like too far deep into the whole, you know, is it the knee thing that's bothering him? Was he disengaged? And I, I have to shout out, uh, once again, I shout this guy out quite often. I mean, and, and not, you know, he, I, we have the same thought process, I feel. But Mark had said tonight, he was like, I really hope he's in, not disengaged and it was the knee bothering him. And I was kind of thinking the same thing. And this goes to what you and I talked about off the air a couple of days ago. It was just like, man, I hope I hope he's not feeling some sort of way. Because there was kind of a couple times tonight where you saw Zach give up on plays, but then there was times he tried on plays. So I don't know. I don't know if he was like overexerting himself at points and just trying to take it easy. We but there saw was... that play to end where Vooch missed him on the wide open three. Yes, that he was not not well with. And then you also had the play where Kobe was standing in the corner in the fourth quarter, and he went to go pull a shot, and Zach went like this, threw his arms back down, and did not move the rest of the possession from where he was at the probably at the elbow elbow three. So he he did not move again, and I'm I'm watching this, and I'm my Twitter fingers are ready, you know, because I'm be like, what the fuck, like move without the ball, then man, you want to get you got Denny far off of you. I know you want to take that three, but maybe cut, maybe do something. You know, I, I don't know. Um, but he finishes four for 10 tonight, two for five from downtown, four for six from the free throw line, 14 points, four rebounds, one assist, three turnovers for Zach. I, uh, again, I'm going to give him benefit of the doubt tonight because I like Zach Levine. Uh, he was questionable for, before the game started. He ended up playing, and you could tell even from the word jump, he was not right. So I'm going to go benefit of the doubt tonight. I don't know about you. I mean, there's really no reason to give him anything but the benefit of the doubt as much as uh, it's easy to criticize him for his lack of trying when he doesn't get what he wants and uh, some of these kind of physical cues that you're taking of maybe concern. Um, at the end of the day, I still think Chicago presents Zach with the biggest stage he's going to get. A lot of other teams do look at Zach as more of just a volume scorer. Um, he is obviously top-tier guard in this league. Um, he's going to get a max somewhere from somebody, uh, and Zach's going to be here. But um, so some of these body language things are concerning, especially when you add the injuries in there. Is this something going into the offseason that's just going to be a simple surgery and done, or is this going to be a thing? Yeah, I, I worry about it. I worry about it, but I just try to go off the track record of what I know Zach Levine has been. And I don't. It's been nothing but improved yearly off of an ACL injury. And professional uh, on, on the court, you know, um, and off the court. So I, I don't want to. I, I know he gets pissed off sometimes with foul calls and stuff like that, but I just don't want to. I just don't want to fucking throw him under the bus yet when he finally has a team that's going to. This is the first time Zach Levine's going to make the playoffs. So, but it's the first time he has a team that's going to make the playoffs and you still can't get him to run down for transition defense if he doesn't get the call that he wants. That's true, healthy or not. I'll give you that. Um, You know, these are are things that come playoff time, we're not going to be able to excuse. Like, playoffs are a single free throw, a single possession, a single play, a a single effort. Like, and we're not going to be able to just go, oh, you know, that's – that's just what Zach does. And a lot of the times he does deserve the calls that he's not getting. So it's it's hard not to side with him. 
But in the moment, you're leaving the rest of your team out to hang, out to dry, while you're complaining for a call that is gone. It's it's not coming. And, like, you're arguing if anything is going to cost you an extra point uh, on top of the possession that you just gave up b- before you're going to get anything else. So not just going to blow the whistle. Like, okay, Zach, we're going to give it to you now. Right. Yeah, I, it's just, again, it's a rock and a hard place, like, when you debate it and whether or not you believe that it's the knee or if it's his personality or what's really going on with them. I, you really have opinions and facts that can back up both arguments, I think. So it's just, well, it's, an, it's definitely a combination of the both. Um, yeah. Because I don't think is personality wise that Zach, Zach's a great character. Yeah, Zach's ideal so. franchise uh, player material in terms of character. Uh, that's not really the concern. Obviously it, Everybody gets frustrated on the floor when you're that tier of a player and you're not getting the touches you feel you deserve, especially when you're playing through a knee injury. Right. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's really easy to play both sides of that coin, and the reality is probably somewhere in the middle. Right. But when do we see that change? And is this injury permanent? Like, is this going to be a thing that we deal with with Zach Levine for the rest of his career? Yeah, I mean, same knee as the ACL, like you said, so left knee issue. Uh, I hope not. You know, hopefully he can bounce back and, and whatever in the offseason fixes it, but hopefully he can just give his all going into the playoffs. Um, it was a big win for them tonight. I know it's against a lowly Washington Wizards team, but it's still a big win for them tonight. Regardless, they needed to pick up that win. Um, you know, second half, I want to just shout out to Marta Rosen. A huge fourth quarter for him. I believe he had 14 or it was 12 or 14 in the fourth quarter. Uh, the third quarter start from the Bulls was fucking putrid. Uh, I'm glad that they got that turned around immediately. Um, they went uh, like four minutes and 45 seconds from the second into the third without a bucket. They were stuck at 53 for a hot minute. So, um, especially coming off a of back to back, that's scary. Yeah. Yeah. That was not great. So, but again, thank God they came out and, it, you know, took advantage of the rest of the third quarter. They did. They still lost the third quarter, but they were out. I think they went on like a 12, two run on the bulls. Washington did to start the third and it was 27 to 24. So the Bulls were able to come back at least only lose it by three, you know, lose that quarter by three points. Fourth quarter, 32 to 21. They just beat the shit out of him behind DeMar DeRozan, really. Um, you know, in his scoring touch, he was automatic in that fourth. Um, again, huge win for the Bulls. That's going to now move them to 44 and 32. Uh, they were two games up from the seventh seeded um, Cleveland Cavaliers at this point in time now because Cleveland didn't play tonight. So they're, they're two games up on them. Um, so it, that's huge because the, the standing shit is getting, it's getting sketchy, man. It's oh, no, I mean, every hour, I mean, you get to the nighttime of the day and it changes hourly of what is going on in the East. That's how close it is up top. Yeah. Um, trying to predict who our matchup is going to be. is just, it's not even worth it. I don't think you you can't right now. You, you, you just can't like, I don't know what it's going to look like is, so, so with that in mind, who would be your ideal match? Boston, right now. Give me that four or five. Stay five. Did they lost Robert Willard? They lost their size. Well, I'm it not, wasn't really size. It was just well, a very versatile big. It's, it's a motor. It's a yeah. motor guy. I mean, and I'll say size because he plays the five. I, it's just kind of a habit, I guess. But you know what he does out there. He's a high motor. He's blocking shots. He's getting boards. He's doing his thing. I mean, that dude's impressive as fuck. You know, um, no, he's somebody that he boots up. He's an athlete, yeah. which is not an athlete. Right. So, I mean, that that's really huge. And now you're going to have to intimidate with me with guys like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown who are playing great ball. But if there's one good thing the Bulls do, when healthy, of course, but, you know, is play perimeter defense. And you saw a lot of that tonight. 
So those guys kind of live and die on the perimeter. If they're not getting the shots at the perimeter, they're getting to the rim. So with guys like Caruso and Ball who might be back, or even Io, I'm not saying Io's going to stop them. I'm not saying Caruso's going to stop them, but they're going to make their life a living hell. It's not going to be easy for them, that's all. And then you're going to run into bodies like Javante Green or Patrick Williams. So, I mean, they're going to have their work cut out where even if subbed out would be like an Io or or, or a Caruso, you're still having to deal with like a Javante Green and a, and a Pat Williams, and I think that could be really hard for them. No, I'd have to agree with you matchup-wise without Time Lord. Um, I don't think that Boston scares me nearly as much. And obviously it, it feels a little gross to somewhat celebrate um, the, the missing. Uh, yeah, player. I don't want the dude to be hurt. He's a great no, yeah, I don't want him to be hurt. I didn't yeah. want to see him get hurt. But right. if he's going to be out, that makes this a matchup that is favorable for the Bulls because right. – if healthy on their own with Lonzo coming back from a meniscus injury, ironically, right. um, you have the players that are capable of slowing the, the stars on that opposing team is where you have nobody for Giannis. You have nobody for Embiid. You have nobody for Bam Adebayo. Um, it, it, it is probably the best matchup because you're not going to get somebody out of the play-in because you're closer to the play-in than you are at the top. I mean, within a day, Boston fell from one to four, you know. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, so that that's why it's just like so hard to guesstimate right now who it's going to be and where it's going to happen at because the the, the Eastern Conference, you the top playing somebody different, right? The top seven teams, dude, are all with like, so from Miami to Cleveland is six games. It's not a ton, you know. I mean, it's, I know it's towards the end of the season, but you know what I'm getting at? It's like it's not a lot. So it's just I can't tell what's going to happen because between one through four right now. They're all one game back. Even or wait, who lost tonight? Milwaukee or Philly? I think. Oh, Milwaukee beat Philly. So now Milwaukee moves into sole possession, second place now. So, yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough. I don't know who they're going to play, but if I had to, if I had to ask where I think we're going to end up, it's going to be in that four to five region. I'd rather play Boston because I still stay on the Charlotte man, you know, train. But we're not. It ain't going to happen. They're not. Yeah, yeah <laughs> that ain't going to happen. That'd be so nice. It Just, would be. Just smooth sailing. Yeah, just get me through the first round. What's, what, what's sick and twisted is somebody's going to have to play Brooklyn in the first round from that top four. And it almost makes you a little happy that you're, you're not in there. Maybe this was a master plan. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't want to fuck with Brooklyn, do you? No. I mean, I would much rather somebody else take Brooklyn out. Brooklyn's really the last team that I'd like to see. And now Kyrie um, can play at home. I don't want to fuck. I don't want to fuck with them. I want no which, part of which them. We knew was coming, come, and Penn like, Simmons is going to be coming there too. Yeah, I want none of that. I'm serious. I want none of no, that. I, like, yeah, me, you know. KD is still the best player in the league when healthy and available at yep. full capacity, and I want none of that. No, I don't want that. Absolutely shit. none of it. No, everybody's like, "Well, what about the spirit of competition? Fuck your competition. I want to win. I want. No. I, I want to win. I don't want it. I don't want it, man." Oh, God, look at our boy, Chai Sports fan. Brooklyn lost to the Pistons. Give me a break. Come on, man. Get out of here. <laughs> we, we've lost to the Kings. I don't, I don't know. I don't think – did we sweep the Pistons? I think we swept the Pistons. I think we I lost we one. Swept to, the Pistons. I think we lost one to Detroit. Shh, shh. Oh, my bad. That's what I was thinking, too, but I don't even want to say it. Man, I, I I would rather be, I'd rather be wrong about a sweep than wrong about losing to the Pistons. I fucking hate the Pistons. But anyway, yeah, I mean, it, it's, uh, you know, again, it, it's going to be crazy within the Eastern Conference how that's going to look. 
come playoff time. Uh, our next game, as our boy Chai Sports fan did point out, um, they will be – God damn, the comment section popped off. He said it last night, and I can't find his comment, but Paul George is going to be back when the Bulls play the Clippers on Thursday. I don't like that. I'm not scared of Paul George by any means necessary, but, like, I don't like it. Um, so we'll just have to see what happens. That game starts at 7 p.m. Chicago time. I will be in Disney. So I am bringing my laptop. Is that, Unfor- is that five there? No, they're an hour ahead there, so that's eight. Oh, oh. Yeah. Yeah, so old man Buzz going to get real tired. Yeah, I'm going to have a bad time. Um, yeah, I'm going to be very tired. I, I do want to uh, let everybody know, I do not. I cannot find my little extension for my MacBook, so the audio quality for me is going to be trash. I can't find where to plug my mic in because I have a USB mic, and those Mac new MacBooks don't have the USB plug-ins. So I can't find it. So it's going to be trash. My audio quality will be trash. Just want to give everybody a heads up real quick. Um, but yeah, we play the Clippers on Thursday. And uh, yeah, and we, you know the Bulls just need to take advantage. Every team that they are playing from now until the end of the season, we have one, two, three, four, five, six games left. Every one of them is a playoff team, or at least in the play-in. So this is a very important stretch of basketball for the Chicago Bulls with three, I'm sorry, one, two, three, five straight home games and one away game the end end of the season against Minnesota. So the Bulls have a real chance here to get a boost at home. No excuses. The way this team has played at home, um, these away games that have been dropped, you know, kind of have to take them on the chin because we have simply been just a horrible road team all year. Um, Yeah, it's time to take advantage. We're at home. The Bulls are 26 and 10 at home. You know, uh, treat these as, I mean, these are playoff teams. Treat them as such and and play hard. This is playoff warm-up. Yeah, this, this is time to to really fucking shine here if you can. And um, Lonzo Ball news will be coming Thursday as well. Um, so whether or not they're going to ramp him up or not. So that'll be on Thursday. I don't know if he returns for maybe the last three games. What's going to happen with him? Um, oh, but hopefully it's good news. The last three games. That's big. It would be big if he that did. huge. Yeah, it'll be really, really big. I mean, that that was something that happened in tonight's game. That perimeter defense that Io DeSumo and Alex Caruso provided tonight to start this game off is what helped the Bulls get to the run they did in the first quarter again. I know Vooch was scoring machine, but the Bulls were causing turnovers, getting into transition, and making some shit happen. They did it all night. You know, once Lonzo comes back, well, no, you have well, starting once you have an extra, once you have Pat, Javante, Io, Caruso, and Lonzo, you can give just about any team help, uh, specifically Boston. Right. So, uh, yeah, let's let's keep hoping for that Boston shit. Uh, I don't have much else, man. You got anything else you want to say before we ride out here? No. Finish strong at home and let's uh, retain that home dominance. Um, I don't think stealing force really is it. Do you think that's probable? Uh, Boston's just playing too well, e- even with losing Robert Williams. Yeah, but as I sit here and I look. Uh, between our schedule and Boston's schedule, ours is pretty tough. I, I think we could. St- I think we could steal fourth. Um, it's not like out of the realm of possibility, but that's just the matchup I want. I mean, like I said, it's a shit show. It's uh, I can't. I can't tell who's gonna end up where. No, so. I mean, so just finish strong, protect home court, and try to s- sneak in and get home court for the playoffs. I mean, uh, it seems like we're gonna. Sk- escape the play-in uh which is that's huge <laughs> it's huge uh we, we don't want that pressure first time going to the playoffs being in the play-in 
Especially being six and eleven after the break, too, Goose. Six yeah, no, and eleven after the break. This is not the time to be playing uh, winner stays, loser goes home kind of basketball. Right. Um. So it, it's good that we've stolen the wins that we've needed to, despite the uh, disappointing losses here. And we're gonna celebrate another win uh, while you're in the Mermaid Room in Disney. Hell yeah! Everybody will see the Mermaid Room on Thursday. After the Bulls play the Clippers, everybody be sure you're going on tapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Bulls on Tap and on Tap Sportsnet. Following Goose at Bulls Scripted, me at Buzz on Tap. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us, five-star rating and review because that's cool and tough. If you watched on the Facebook or Twitter, please, if you get a chance, go over to the YouTube, subscribe to the on Tap Sportsnet YouTube channel, hop in the comments with us. It's always a good time. If you're a betting person, betrivers.com. Use promo code on tap. They will match up to $250 of your first deposit. That's $500. That's a gift from Goose and I to you. So go to betrivers.com. Use promo code on tap. We'll be back Thursday. Goose from his beautiful home with the piano and me and the little mermaid room in Disney. Let's go Bulls.